Welcome to Book Me, sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. I'm Costas Halvrezos. Today, Jeffrey Dom, author and illustrator of Wild Pond Hockey. It's been a mainstay of children's books to have certain animal characters acting and talking like humans. But when we humans play a popular winter sport, are we imitating animals? Jeffrey Dom presents this intriguing possibility in his latest book, Wild Pond Hockey, which he not only wrote, but illustrated. Jeff, welcome to Book Me. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, this book isn't entirely a flight of fancy. Tell us the facts of animal behavior in ravens and wolves that inspired the story. Yeah, it's been uh, in my head for many, many years, and it was from it was inspired by an experience I had uh, 20-some-odd years ago working with the Canadian Wolf Research Center out of Shubenacadie. And um, they had talked about out there how uh, the wolf pack would often take a chunk of ice and take it out on the ice and knock it around. So very much like dogs would do it, your pet dog would, you know, grab this chunk of ice or a stick and go slide it around on a, on a, a frozen ice field. So this book is based on the concept that two wolves would play together, and we turned it into a hockey game. And what about the ravens? The ravens are, uh, have this really interesting relationship with wolves. They kind of go hand in hand, right? When uh, wolves are there, ravens are not too far away. So uh, the interesting thing about ravens is ravens will actually uh, work with a stick with looking for food and things like that. So the idea at the end where the ravens have their sticks on the ice actually translates well to hockey as well. But, uh, you know, the wolves chase them off and, um, you know, the wolves pick up their game of hockey and once the ice chunk becomes too small, then the ravens um, decide that now they can go back there and they have a side that, you know, works for them to actually play a game of hockey. And it is interesting because uh, the ravens in holding that stick are basically using a tool. Exactly, and you see that a lot with different animals. You know, we see it in monkeys, we see it in birds, we see it in a lot of different animals actually will pick up an implement to dig in a hole and pull out insects or, you know, dig up the ground or whatever it may be. So they do use tools, and uh, so that applied well to this whole concept of uh, them playing on an ice field. You have a very distinctive style of illustration in wild pond hockey. Could you describe how you came up with the images? Yeah, I worked in uh, gouache for many, many years. I have several books that are out there, uh, Little Brother of the North and um, The Hatchling's Journey, and they were all done in gouache, which is a water-based paint and, you know, traditional form of painting with a brush and on a, I use an illustration board. So all those years I was working this way, and as I teach, um, I teach over in NASCAD University, and my students were slowly but surely taking uh, their artwork into the digital world. And as a teacher working in traditional, I would watch this, and I had to learn it because I actually had to work with them on their projects as well, so I had to know what was going on. Uh, but in the process of learning it, I found the advantages it had to actually applying it to some of the different projects that I had. Uh, so this one was actually the very first one that's really done with a great deal of digital Photoshop work. 
so there is gouache in there. The trees and some of the rocks and things like that are done in gouache, and the base is done in gouache. And then what I do is uh, scan it into Photoshop, and I'll actually work in Photoshop and use very, very tiny brushes, and I did that with gouache as well, but even tinier in digital because you can get very tiny. So you could get in and actually do individual hairs. And so if you look at the animals, all those little hairs are just simple brush strokes. And so that's a lot of uh, brush stroking to make these books. And then the feathers are probably the most interesting because there's layering that goes on. So lots of layers to create a, a bird's feather. So those are probably more difficult than the wolf hair itself. But it was an interesting journey. And now, you know, those students taught the teacher because they taught me how to create those brushes for hairs and things like that. You've illustrated many books related to nature, uh, including several field guides and some books about wildlife written by your spouse, Kristen Bieberdom. How old were you when you realized your art would be oriented towards the natural world? It's been part of my life uh, forever. As a kid, we'd go camping and out in the woods. And it's funny because uh, in one of my recent classes, I was giving them the journey uh, that I have taken through life. And I actually found an old photograph or an old art piece of artwork I'd done many, many years ago of me standing there. And the anatomy of a human wasn't so good, but I had drawn a bird next to it. So here you had these two illustrations side by side I had done at about five or six years old. And I seemed to have a better control over the bird. Little did I know I'd be doing so many bird <laughs> identification books and the ravens in this book. But it's, uh, it was a growing process. And, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, fond of going walking in the woods and exploring nature. And it didn't really happen until our first child was born when, it, uh, when I really started looking at the publishing industry and creating books that actually would give people an idea of what nature was about and gain a little bit of respect for what they're walking in. I mentioned earlier that children's books often feature animals talking like us and even dressing and acting like us, but you've chosen to capture poses and actions of animals just being themselves. And I found wild pond hockey with its uh, ravens and wolves at play at a frozen pond more engaging than the other kind, and I can see it might be more engaging for the child you're reading to. I think so. I think putting it into that natural realm is a much better way to appreciate it as well. Uh, it took a lot to figure out the anatomy of the animals, too, because, you know, I can't go out and draw, sit and draw a wolf playing hockey, so I have to actually manipulate and make sure that the anatomy is correct and set these animals in their poses. But, you know, my original idea was to kind of give that idea that you're viewing this thing really happening in nature, and that's what I hope is portrayed in the book so that you get this almost a Garden of Eden feel to it that, you know, you look out there and the ravens and the raccoon at the end and, you know, all these animals on the cover of the book are just watching this hockey game and hoping to be a part of it. But there's no human element to them at all. You know, these, these animals have their own personality. Every single one of them has a different personality and a different ability, you know, uh, in nature itself. Uh, their anatomy are all different, so they're able to leap further or run faster or whatever it may be. But uh, they all play. Now, I understand you're a grandfather now. How has that affected your decisions about what books to create? It was a really interesting um, effect that took place when I was working on this book and realizing that, you know, I've dedicated to the kids and I've de dedicated to, you know, family members and things like that. But when I had a grandson to dedicate to, what I really reflected on was all the chaos that's going on in the world and disturbance of wild places. 
and uh, realizing that this young man, when he is, you know, in his mid-20s and mid-30s or 30s, the world is going to look totally different if we don't start taking into effect that we're damaging the wild around us and we have to start preserving it. And I've been in some old-growth forests recently and really taking a greater respect for preserving those places because we're at a point right now that it's becoming irreversible. And I, you know, I think if I can help with that cause, and especially for my grandson who's going to face you know, the brunt of our actions down the road, I'm hoping these books can inspire well, Jeff, thank you very much for speaking with us today on Book Me. Yeah, I appreciate the, the chance to talk about the book. Jeffrey Dom is the author and illustrator of Wild Pond Hockey. It's published by Nimbus. If you want to hear more conversations with people who create books in Atlantic Canada, the authors, illustrators, editors, and designers, we have dozens, all on bookmepodcast.ca. Tell everyone you know who's a reader. If you'd like to comment on a podcast like today's with Jeff Dom, our email address is info at bookmepodcast.ca. Whenever we add a new interview, we post an alert on Instagram, at bookmepodcast. And we're on the radio in Lunenburg County. You can hear one of our podcasts every evening on the nonprofit radio station CHLU, 93.7 FM, just before sign-off around 9 o'clock. Book Me is sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. Our producer is Robin Grant, and Laura Hines releases our podcast into the wild. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Now, let's go read. <laughs>